guys, welcome back to the All for God Soul Day of Gloria podcast. With me today, I have Leroy Martinez. Hi, Mr. Martinez. How are you doing? Hey, Chloe. Good to hear you. I'm super excited, guys. But before we hop into our interview, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, boy. This will be good. Here we go. I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. And uh, one of my best hobbies is I love to run. And uh, this conversation, hopefully, I'm dedicating this to my mother, who taught me how to run. Uh, and she happens to be 100 years old, right to this day as we speak. And uh, right now, um, what I do is uh, I coach in uh, Archibald, Ohio for the high school. And I do uh, track and I do cross country. And I'm also a competitor uh, in the outside uh, communication world, excuse me, the community world of uh, running and triathlons. I'm a long distance runner oh. and, I've, and I'm a triathlete and I'm also one of the lucky human beings that tried to qualify for the Honolulu and uh, which I uh, had a nice little story about that as well. Other than that, uh, I'll be celebrating my 70th birthday on April the 18th. And again, I'm still competing in these things I'm talk, uh, talking about with you. Oh, wow. Uh, happy early birthday then. <laughs> really? Thank you. Well, I think it's interesting because I haven't had everything. I think everybody I've had on the podcast so far has um, played basketball. <laughs> so it's interesting. And my mom was actually a cross country runner in high school and in college. So yeah. Probably, yeah, she's probably excited for this episode to come out. Yeah, a lot of good stories uh, running in the mountains. Uh, uh, had the opportunity to do a big race in uh, Idaho at one time period where it was really nice that they had rangers uh, and they were armed with rifles. But, but before they started the race, they wanted us all to know that the runners, they should know that uh, there, there had been some sightings of uh, cougars or mountain lions or something like that. So we had to run 18 miles wondering if something was going to jump out of a bush or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's crazy. I don't know yeah. if I would have been brave enough to do that. But it was fun, though. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to hop right into our interview right now. And Thank this you. is a question that I ask pretty much everybody. And that's just, how old were you when you became saved? And what led you to become saved? Well, it would be about 38 years ago um, that I accepted Christ into my life and I was baptized. Uh, the change in my life was uh, an offsetting lifestyle. Um, uh, didn't really know Christ in my upbringing. Grew up as a Catholic boy, but I, I, I wasn't raised in, in a godly Christian home. Uh, give you an idea, I grew up in an inner city in Denver, Colorado. I'm, I'm a former gangbanger. So uh, there was a life uh, change of uh, this conversation I'm having you, with you right now. So uh, changes were made when Christ came in my life, uh, sobriety, drug-free. Um, at that time period, I also had uh, been told that I had less than one year to live if I didn't make a change in my life. So in wow. Christ's glorious way, uh, and again, I say I will be 70 years old, and that was that many years ago that I should have been dead. So I thank God for that opportunity, but it's just something to share with you on that as well as people that are listening. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, that, you know, God comes into our lives at, like, just the right time. Yeah. 
happen if he hadn't come into your life then. So it's always great to see how many different ways that God works. And you said that totally. you don't really, you didn't really get to grow up in a Christian home. And there are a lot of people out there who don't get to grow up in Christian homes. And I was just wondering, what would be your advice for teens who don't have the ability to grow up in a Christian household? You know, uh, being a FCA board member and, uh, and being a coach who proclaims the word to Jesus Christ, I, and I always tell this to all the kids, all the way from juvenile detention center, inside or out, chill out, hang out with friends who you know, and, and you hear them talking about Jesus, and they say they're Christians. Those are the dudes and dudettes that you should hang out with. I mean, once they start to hear and, and, and find out, like, how in the world are these people so happy so long for so many days? You know, they'll find out what's going on. And, uh, but it's also, it's also an awareness for those who are Christians to be open-minded and, and share the love that Christ has put into every one of us to listen to those who are hungry to find out who Jesus is. Yeah, and you said, um, you know, hang out with those people who, you know, they say they're Christians and stuff. And there mm -hmm. are a lot of people out there who, though, who do just pretend to be Christians. So yes. what would be advice? Figuring out if somebody actually has that personal relationship with Jesus or if they're just faking it. Find a church. Mm -hmm. Find a church who's, who proclaims the words who Jesus is, and, and, and you'll find out if you're a fake or not. Yeah. And what would you do um, if you wanted to find out if somebody else was, though? Like, if you are trying to find other Christian friends, but you want yeah. somebody who is actually a Christian. Yeah, you know, and, and that that's a real touchy one because each individual is different. But the best one I found with my life is that when I found obstacles, especially people who would make fun of me or they would get mad because I was a, they would say I was a Bible thumper or whatnot. And, and, and I knew if I went toward the bad, it would be very hard to come back to the good. But I knew when I was with the good, and the longer I hung out with the good, I became stronger to keep myself away from the bad. Mm -hmm. So that's what I offer. So, But the thing is, uh, I have to practice what I preach because, see, when I share that with somebody else, be it another kid and everything else, I want to make myself available. And that's what we should all do as Christians, make ourselves available. Yeah, I loved what you said. I have to practice what I preach because that's so true. I think, you know, I have a bonus episode out on transparency and that's something a lot of people struggle with is they they preach what to, they don't know. That. They, here, here. They, they tell other people what they should do, but they don't do that in their own lives. So I think that's oh, yeah. very important that you're always trying to um, do what you're preaching and telling other people to do in your lives. Exactly. And you, you work with teens on a daily basis as a coach. And what is one of the biggest things you've seen that teens struggle with? Oh, that's... That's a good one. There, b believe it or not, and if there's other coaches listening, they'll, they'll probably say the same thing. There's a lot. Yeah. Because uh, a kid that's in school has, and, and you know, doesn't even be at home school. I mean, you have to study from be at 830 in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon. And then you're going to have to be mindset to go into work in a track or a cross country and carry all those things on your mind. 
So that's going to be kind of tough. So that's where we good coaches come in and we come out with a good word for them to take all those things that they mm -hmm. have burden on their shoulders and their hearts. And we ask them to lay it before the, our Lord, lay them before yeah. Jesus Christ and he'll take care of all those things. And uh, I've been doing that for more than 16 years and, uh, it, and it works. And, and even the ones that don't believe in Jesus Christ like the idea that it, you know what, there's this guy by the name of Jesus that takes these burdens off my shoulders. And every time I hear his name, I feel fantastic. So guess what? We're doing our job as disciples. Yeah, and I'm just curious, because you say, you know, you get to tell your, um, your, the players or whatever that you're coaching how to come before Jesus. Do you coach at like a Christian school or... How does that work? Well, no, I am in, in, a, in a public school, mm -hmm. but it, you're going to love this. This is good. But since you said, do I go to uh, Christian schools? Yes, I do that, too, because I work for a company that sells running equipment, running shoes and things like that. And up here, they call it Dave's Running uh, 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 Performance Store. And that's who I work for. But I'm also a trainer for the corporation and I go to universities, I go to colleges, I go to high schools, I go to CYO events, which is Catholics and things like that. And uh, so I go to a lot of churches and what's really cool about it, I teach people how to run properly and breathe properly. But guess yeah. what? When I start the whole thing off, I always give them a short scripture or I talk about something from how God has made my life better to be able to run by paying attention because it has to do a lot with character. And you know that. You play basketball. I've, I've listened to you. You're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, I, you know, um, that's definitely um, like that you get to go see, like talk to so many different people and just tell them about God and share a little scripture with them. Who knows how many hearts it's going to reach and how many people are going to become saved just from doing that. And I think it's so amazing that, that all the time. But you too, you too, because you with your podcast and everything else, you know, you have a, uh, you, you did an interview with a good friend, two good friends of mine, yeah. uh, Rex Stump and Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, both I've had uh, both of them in ministry uh, work with, um, I've done street ministries and I've had them both at our ministries. And I have to tell you something, Chloe, congratulations. You've been doing fantastic. Thank you. I, you know, there are times like with the podcast where, you know, it's hard for me not to just like want to, it is very time consuming, you know, to plan it. And then you reach out to a lot of different people. You have to keep the times and the schedule straight. And so it's always <laughs> a little, you know, I already have school and, you know, my back stuff, but I'm in work and you know, just keeping your priorities straight is definitely what I'd say. And you said exactly. earlier when I said, what do you think is the biggest thing teens struggle with? And that's, you know, they become stressed out because they have so much, you know, school, sports. What would be your advice on, you know, keeping your time managed in a good way? You know, uh, that's funny that you said that because uh, today with uh, the uh, uh, track and field I had all the kids and there's about like 58 of them so they get to hear this but I thought about you when I was talking to all of them and and the word was perseverance 
and as a noun, it's 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 continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failures, or opposition. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful? So I I have to throw something in there because I have to have to share that with you because the other thing is 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 James one three, and it goes like this. For James 1.3, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So I heard you have a, a an interview with somebody and it was a basketball guy from Wisconsin. Yeah. Chris. You, that interview, that that was good. That was good. And, and, and one of the things I noticed is that, you know what? Uh, when we listen, we have to remember. And when we remember... We have to listen to make that performance right. So, you know, be it a coach or sometimes just being silent when we go in prayer and we just meditate just be- between the Lord and ourselves. You know what? We can sure hear a lot. We can sure hear a lot. But, you know, again, we're talking high school. We're talking you're a sixth grader. I know you guys got tons of things to do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're going to ask you, I want you to be calm, relaxed, and clear your minds. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's, that's what's happening with me with kids right now and everything else. But, you know, the other thing is, Chloe, I didn't know if you knew this, but um, I do prison ministries. Oh. And uh, I go to juvenile detention centers, and uh, I go to prisons. And uh, um, the best thing that I like about all this is that uh, we do follow-ups when they get out. Wow. And uh, so a lot of them accept Christ when they're in prison, but a lot of them, when they get out of jails and things like that, they they forget about it because nobody wants to help them or whatever, whatever. And uh, we make ourselves available. And we, as a Gideon is what I am, uh, we make ourselves available and, uh, and we just direct them in the right way. You know, what we're all supposed to do, like I said earlier, as uh, disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always... Something that I'm always interested in is like the way that people go and preach. And I know I've read a few books. Like I've heard, I read a book Tim Tebow wrote, like, and he said he went to prison, prisons to minister. And I believe Tanya does too. And oh yeah, I was just wondering, could you tell us a little bit about what a minister at prisons? Yeah, I'd be more than happy. That's, that's funny that you said that because uh, that's how I met Tanya. Um, and we were at a maximum security prison, which is it's pretty top notch and everything else being strict. But I have been with many men and women that don't pray up before they step foot on prison grounds and they think it's no problem. And before they step foot, they become very afraid and they don't go any further and they walk away, go back into their cars and drive off. Uh, the best thing I've ever noticed was that in my life that. I would find myself helping others who I thought, now I hope I'm making myself clear here that uh, there's many times in my life that I thought I would be caught in being put away in a prison. And thanks to the glory of God that this things never took place. So I'm always open-minded and I always make sure, I always make sure that I always ask the Lord and I make sure that the Holy Spirit's with me when I walk in because you are, we are attacked. Satan attacks us uh, in, in many ways by verbalness, 
uh, shunning uh, people, like inmates will, uh, will write things on pieces of paper to tell you they hate you and Jesus is a fake mm -hmm. and things like that. And, and that weakens a lot of people. So, you know, uh, out of the years I've been doing that, uh, I thank God that he strengthened my heart and my soul and my mind because when I go in there, they know uh, I'm there to bring a lot of joy and to share who Jesus Christ really is. And that's what I do. Yeah, and I'm just... I always find these things so fascinating. But do a lot of people like seem to listen to you and have interest in it, or do a majority of them have so much anger and stuff and stuff and that they just kind of refuse to listen? You know, that's that's a good one. Um, uh, most of the prisons use me because uh, of the lifestyle that I grew up with. So when I go and introduce myself to them, like I introduce myself to you. I also give a little bit about where I was raised, what my background was, and all this other stuff. So they have an idea of who I am. I'm just not some guy that just came off the street. And then I tell them that I was a born when I became a born again Christian, and and that's when their ears open up. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's what I say too. That's what I say too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it, Chloe. I I don't. You got to understand. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, and you know God. Slightly, you know, like he uses your background for to reach so many people because you know that a lot of people would seem like they'd be more interested in listening to you if you were them about something in a way that you yeah. could sympathize with them, and that's yeah. God working through our lives. And you yeah. say, you know, you did have a few couple. Um, bad experiences when you were younger and I just wanted to know would you care to share like just one situation that you did something and what when you did that and if you could go back and change that situation what would you do and what would be your advice to other people if they're in that situation yeah I, um, my family was involved when I got in trouble and I'll tell you what it was and, and when I was a kid I was like every other kid and, and uh but the thing was that uh, I wasn't so much like every other kid when my growing up was. I grew up in a housing projects in the inner city of Denver, Colorado, and I'm a, and I belonged to a gang back then, and and we were always on the streets. And uh, one of the things was that I always got in trouble was that is the destruction, the lies, and the mistrust that uh, was toward me as well. But uh, uh, the thing was that uh, it finally came to a day that I got in trouble and uh, I was arrested. And I have never in my entire life at that time period felt my rights. And it just felt like my life was just taken away. And uh, the first time I ever remembered, uh, and I share this when I go to juvenile detention, is that uh, they don't have to, this very day as I speak to you, the kids in juvenile detention don't have to wear handcuffs or shackles or ankle bracelets, as we used to call them. And when I grew up, that's what we had to have. And uh, we used to, they used to feed us on these army-type tables and things like that. And we had army lockers and army bunk beds. You slept with 100 other different guys. And, and there's maybe like three or four toilets in the whole place. And what changed it? was all of a sudden in high school some you still there 
Yeah, you cut out for a second, so I was just going to yeah. say you repeat yeah. what I said. Yeah, and then uh, something took place that all of a sudden that uh, um, this group by the name of uh, Crusade for Justice, Crusader for Justice, I think they were called, and they were going around talking to all these different people about Jesus Christ. But the thing was, they were feeding them. And I think that was the first reason why I was going. They were feeding them. But while we were eating, this guy and this girl were on the stage and they were reading different things from scriptures. And one of them was reading things from Psalms. And I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It stuck with me. It just stuck with me. It just stuck with me. So I share it with the other ones. If you find something that's good from the Bible and you found it to be reasonable to start with in your life and all of a sudden you find a change, yeah, use it. Mine was Psalms 27, 14. Wow, that's... Be patient, wait for the Lord, be courageous in heart, be patient, wait for the Lord. And that's what happened. Things changed. Wow. Never went to prison. But, uh, I mean, I had the background and everything else that prevented me from going in. And, and uh, like I said, they, uh, being in, uh, I'm a former alcoholic, and they gave me one year to live, and I challenged it, and uh, uh, I won. I won, but the only reason I did that is because, like I said, I, I, I met a friend. His name is John Wilson. He's my teacher. He's my mentor, and I love him. I love him very much because uh, he helped me become stronger, and I never knew, I never knew 16 years later that I would be coaching, running, competing, going to churches and places to proclaim who Jesus Christ is in the most darkest places at times. And then getting an invitation like what you did to me, I mean, my heart is just full of joy because these things I would have never had if I never changed my life. And that's what took place. That's such an incredible testimony. I mean, I just love like learning testimonies because I always find it so fascinating because you can learn so many different things from so many different people. And that's one of my favorite things about the podcast is I love seeing the different perspectives, but I also love hearing people's testimonies, what changed them in their lives helps me grow in my own faith because I see how many ways that God is working and in how many lives he's working. And it's so incredible and amazing to see. And, you know, yes, it is. Thank you. You had like a tough background and stuff when you were younger. And what would be your advice on, you know, when you're going through tough things or you're juggling with stuff? What would be your advice on how to keep your focus on God when there's so many things out there that can distract us? Find a quiet place. If you have to close the doors, do so. If you can go walk in a park where there's nobody around you, do so. Be alone and then open your heart. Just open your heart and just ask God, I need help. Just ask God. Just ask God. You know what the trouble is? Is if Everybody is, and Chloe, you know this, everybody's going a million miles an hour and everybody wants a simple little pill or a simple little thing to make themselves feel good. So if you can throw Jesus at me and if it makes me feel good in the next five seconds, I'll take it. Well, guess what? We need a nice, 
quiet place that we could spend some time and listen to the Lord, what plans he has for us all. Wow. Yeah, there are like so many things and people now, like it's very easy for them to just like look up, like, what can I get from the store that'll help me? You know? There are a lot yeah. of good things, but there are some things that you really shouldn't be looking into invest yourself into because they're not going to help you much and yeah like if you if you're going through a hard like just reach out see what he can do to help you just for me if i'm going through yes. something stressful and i'm out and like i i like to have things perfect or completely organized and stuff so i get stressed out a lot so i'll just i'll pray and I'll get my Bible out, and I will just read from my Bible, yeah. and it just calms me down so much. Or before bed, um, like if I'm yeah. stressed out about things that happened that day, or I'm worried about about something going on the next day, I'll just pray and just talk to God. Just lay there in my bed talking to God, and sometimes I'll just fall asleep. Like it just calms me down so much. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So I just reaching out and just talking to God is just a great way just to calm down and remain focused on him. And one thing, you know, Chloe, go one ahead. thing that I struggle with a lot in my own life, you know, uh -huh. like telling, talking to my friends about God, because I don't want to be like that annoying friend that's like always, always talking about it. So I just wanted to know if you had any advice on, you know, being able to talk about it, but without, you know, like annoying or anything. You know, um, that, that's interesting because the kids were talking about this about two weeks ago and, and uh, in an FCA meeting, the huddle, as they called it. And, uh, you know, you don't go directly up to them and say, hey, uh, do you know who Jesus is? And if you don't, you know, you're going to, oh, you know. Don't be negative, you know, but the best thing to do is like, you know, hey, how things going? It could be a bad test. Uh, I ended up walking out of the house with two different pairs of socks, you know, and, and, and it just bums that person out, you know, converse with them. Oh, you know, that happened to me once before, you know, blah, 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 blah. And if you keep yourself studying and when you read the scriptures and everything else, you can blend that scripture into any conversation that you have with any human being on this earth. I'm telling you the truth, because if you say things like, let's just say somebody's having a problem with uh, 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 anger. We know there was a lot of people in the scriptures that had horrible angers. A matter of fact, we knew one of the disciples that persecuted uh, what? Christians. And if he had us, right? So, you know, you could talk to somebody like that, you know, and, and just to show you, you're not the only one that gets upset. And and just, you know, kind of keep the conversation simple. And if you see them like, you know, they feel a little uncomfortable, then you back off a little bit. Because you know what? I've seen most of the time this happens. But the person will probably come up to you and ask you, you know, when, if we were talking about this, it kind of stuck to my head. And guess what? That's the Lord working. Yeah. That's the seed you planted, yeah. Chloe. That was really good. Yeah, just, you know, I like that a lot. You know, just talk normally, like just have a conversation with them. And then you can like slip in little scriptures and stuff. You know, with me, a lot of the times to my friends, like we have like basically because I'm, I'm being homeschooled and especially because of COVID now. Like, 
really, you know, Otter kids from Otter basketball, or I have my teammates. So, like, to my teammates, we were doing a team night the other night, and we were saying, you know, what characteristic would you say is each person? And they always categorize me as, like, the mama of our group because I'm the one, like, if we're walking somewhere and there's a lot of us, they'll just start walking on the middle of the road, and I'll be like, what are you guys doing? Get on the sidewalk. They want <laughs> like one friend said you know you're like a whale and I was like what you're very calm and I was like oh I guess that's a good thing then and just being like just being and just being just being there and setting an example then maybe they'll they'll listen to you if you, you know bring scripture into what you're saying and stuff I really like that a lot oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, when you were speaking there, I was just thinking of something, and I just opened up my Bible and I found it. And, and what you reminded me, what everybody should be taking note to, is First John four eighteen. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear. So, have you ever had that problem about uh, going out to minister and everything else? First John four eighteen. Because, you know, when you have the Lord with you, the Holy Spirit takes over, there's no such thing as fear. We used to say the boys on the street were too blessed to be stressed. Yeah, I mean, I think just just remaining in your faith and everything you do, like just having that spirit of God with you and everything you do, other people will see it, you know. They'll see there's something about you. Yes. If you have that spirit of God flowing yeah. through you. And everything you do. And we, yeah, go ahead. Amen. Oh, no, no, I, I said hear. amen. No, go ahead. Well, we are going to finish up the interview. Last question before we get into our sec, our another segment. And what is your advice on how to live all for God? What is my advice? The first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, I put my feet to the ground and I raise my hands up above the air, above my head, and I say, thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for the breath. Thank you for the sight. Thank you for the touch. Thank you for the smell. Thank you, Father God, for your only begotten Son. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sin and raising from the dead three days. I've been doing that for a long time, every morning. That's what I would suggest. <laughs> Just thanking God. That's it all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can sit here for hours and say, I mean, just find something to be joyful to start your day. Don't think about homework or anything. Just, oh God, I mean, there's, there's people that we will mourn and tear for that won't be able to say those things. So if we have the ability to say that, let us be joyful and praise God as soon as we wake up. That's really good. I like that. Just, you know, just telling God that you're thankful for stuff will make you feel better because you're you're thanking him for so many things that you are grateful for that, you know, there's a lot of people out there who aren't, that they don't have those privileges to have in their own lives. So just thanking God and showing him your gratitude every day. I love that. That was really good. 
Thank you. And now you for... we're going to hop into our second, another segment. Would you Bible themed? This is one of my favorite parts of doing the interview is because I love just, you know, this is just talking and it's really fun to do. We're going to get started with our first one. Would you rather watch Jesus heal a blind man or have watched him walk on water? Heal the blind man. Why would you say, why would you pick that one? Because I keep thinking when you said that, when the man who saw Jesus was the blind man who became with sight, ran out in Jerusalem to tell everybody when Jesus was sitting on the docky, Hosanna, Hosanna the highest was what he said. And I think that would have been wonderful. Um, because I, I don't think that people know very much about that. Uh, the part about uh, walking on the water, I think everybody does. And I think that's a wonderful miracle. But th th that other one has always caught my, excuse my expression, my ear. <laughs> a lot of people, like, I think it's probably one of the most well-known of his miracles that Jesus. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I would probably pick that one, too. Thank you. <laughs> all right. The next one is all the animals or build an ark. Did you say, would I have to name all the animals or yes. build an ark? <laughs> I'll build an ark. <laughs> Why did you pick that one? There's no, I'm an inner city boy. I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I'm just learning half the animals living around this farm area. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to laugh like that. I mean, I don't. I'm I, People who know me, I mean, seriously, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an inner city person, and I, I don't even know half the animals <laughs> that went in there. I think that's interesting because for me, I'd probably pick – I love seeing all the different animals. And if you think back, you know, like they were all like calm – and like friendly before Adam and Eve sinned. So I would think that it'd be like very calming just to be like almost, and I mean, it'd probably be a little stressful and confusing because you'd be like, did I already name something this? I think I'd pick that one because yeah. I just love animals so much. I, I, if I was back then at that time period with Noah, I think I would be totally freaked out to see all those snakes. That, I, that yeah, way. I think uh, I don't like snakes. <laughs> I don't really like snakes. In Arizona, there's all kinds of snakes. I remember we moved. We take my hoop and we're taking the hoop down. And underneath the hoop, there's always been some kind of time there. Huge no. Rat. And then another time there was a snake, and I have we've had. Like, oh wow! Time we we lived in Red Rock, which is about an hour away from where we live in Arizona right now. My mom went to get her phone to get take the garbage out, and she was walking back, and there was this huge rattlesnake on the sidewalk, and she like didn't go back inside because it was right on the sidewalk, and she realized that she must have stepped over <laughs> it when she went to take the garbage out. And she called my dad, and my dad goes outside, and me and my sister are like, what is going on? And they're like, no, you can't come outside. And we're like, why? And the next thing we know, they come inside. And 
of this huge rattlesnake in our front yard. So there's some animals. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Not, like, to have named. Our next one is, <laughs> no, would you thanks. rather have had to help rebuild the temple or help the early church? Hmm. Rebuild the temple. Why'd you pick that one? Um, the first thing that came to mind was uh, there's two churches I know right now that are going through situations in the church family. Uh, that would be the only reason why I chose mm -hmm. that. I, I just feel my strength is working with families, listening, you know, with other church people, being around. I'm, I'm, I like to listen. And uh, I, I believe that with other elders around and myself and other men like myself who believe in Jesus are strong and Jesus in their lives are, are, uh, are good soldiers that come in and, and instead of seeing churches fall apart, we, we, we try to see if we can keep them together. Mm. So that's why I chose the temple. I mean, that, that was that they too went through some problems. Matter of fact, they even put it in scriptures where they had to make sure everything was done meticulously right. Can you yeah. imagine? Look at the human beings right around us. They'll, they'll say, you know what? I think it'd be better to take seven lots instead of four lots. You know why? Because I think six are better. Well, that's not what the Lord told us. He told us four. Mm -hmm. So that's what I believe. I, I believe that strong people who read the scriptures and keep Jesus Christ in their heart faithfully are the strongest people to keep around for anything and everything, especially when I talked to, when he was asking me about the temple, because they too went through a lot of things. Interesting. See, I, I guess I didn't think of that. I was just thinking, you know, how being an early church girl, you know, just preaching like about Jesus, I guess is what I was thinking. Yeah. So I was thinking I'd probably pick yeah. that one, I think, because, you know, I just, you know, just preaching about Jesus. I think that'd be like fun to do in a way because you get to see so many people grow and become so I think maybe I'd pick that one. The, I mean, they're the, both, they'd both help a lot of people, but I think I'd pick help the girl. Yeah. So for our final one, this one is going to be interesting. Would you rather have your diet be manna or locusts and honey? Oh, if my wife was listening here, it'd probably be locusts mm, and honey. Why would you pick that? Because, okay, number one, yes, I love honey. And I go and, and I, since I'm a long-distance runner, most, instead of sugar, I eat a lot of honey. But I'm very meticulous about what kind of honey I buy. Now, the locusts, I'll make fun. Many times riding a bicycle, and especially in Colorado, I have had very many, 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 many bugs in my oh, mouth. I and I've chewed them. Some are sour. <laughs> For reals, I'm oh. telling the truth. You know, and we've—I've run with guys uh, around here, and we've—we've we've had some like fireflies at night. We've gone running. We've had fireflies going in our mouth. So, I would say the second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, how about you? Which one I'm would you vegan, you pick? So I—they both have meat, and that's like I don't—I don't really like to eat meat anymore. It's really kind of gross once you learn how it's processed and stuff. But I'd probably pick the man and quail because I do not like honey. I, like, I really don't like honey, which is what it. So I'd probably <laughs> having my diet be man and quail personally. 
Chloe, did I tell you that my mother's 100 years old? I think you I... did at the very beginning, yes. Okay, now listen to this. She's total vegetarian. Yeah. Hmm. She's 100 years old, total vegetarian. I, I think it's interesting because I there's some meat like that tastes good, but now that we we've watched all the documentaries on how it's processed and stuff, which if you like your meat and you don't want to stop eating meat, I'd highly recommend you don't watch them. Just going to say that. But it's really disgusting. And how dairy yep. products too. So I was talking to my dad earlier, like just literally today, and we were on the way home from the gym. And I was like, you know, dad, I don't really miss meat very much, but I do miss dairy products because, you know, cheese and I'm a big sweetie. I love to have like this and stuff. I miss ice cream because we've had vegan ice cream. It just doesn't compare very much, you know, sure. but there's yeah. benefits yeah. and non-benefits. But now, now, now watch this, Chloe. When we grew up as children, my mother would feed us papaya, guava. Now watch this. Instead of sugar that kids would like candy bars, mama would give us sugar pieces of a sugar cane, raw sugar cane. And we used to chew on it. And if you look that up, it's it, it, sugar, sugar, but this is a little bit more pure. So. I, just oh, wanted to share that with you. I've heard about that. <laughs> I've never had it or anything. A few books that have that in it. So that's interesting to hear about. Yeah. But I'm just going to have to wrap it up here. But thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. This has been really, really good. And I'm sure all the listeners have enjoyed this as much as I have. And to all your listeners out there, make sure you check out my Instagram, all for God's soul, Deo Gloria, and you can message me, tell me what you think, and who would be a good guest. And remember that in all you do, do it all for God's glory. Bye, guys.